Welcome to Inside the Ballet, a podcast series presented by Nashville Ballet's Community Engagement Initiative. At Nashville Ballet, we believe in the transformative power of art. Art is and has always been a facilitator for change, bringing about awareness, dialogue, empathy, and much more. Art brings beauty into our lives and makes the world a more hopeful, positive place. In our Inside the Ballet series, Nashville Ballet artists and creative experts will discuss the inspiration behind our upcoming performances, give insight into the creative process, and help listeners gain understanding of poetic, social, and cultural themes surrounding a work. Whether you are looking to increase your ballet IQ or learn more about how a ballet is brought to the stage, join us for Inside the Ballet and be transformed. Welcome back to Inside the Ballet. My name is Brianna Richardson, and today Paul and I go inside anthology with choreographer, dancer, and anthology collaborator Winship Boyd. Winship shares her dance journey from ballet here in Nashville with Albertine Maxwell to African dance in Lyon, France. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Take a listen. Today, Paul Vasterling and I are joined with Winship Boyd. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, everybody. Winship, we, it's, we're almost there. Anthology yes. is happening uh, February yes. 10th at TPAC, February 10th through the 12th. And you have been in this building with artists and guests at co- uh, collaborating and chore- choreographing for what, like three weeks now? Yes. It's been so intense. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Before we get to anthology, though, I want to hear your dance journey. How did you become who you are as a dancer today? You have a couple hours? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, we've got like (laughs) 10 (laughs) minutes. Uh, My dance journey, I think dance saved my life, like many dancers probably in the Nashville Ballet and and other companies um, because um, things were a little bit rough at the house, divorced parents and some depression and some, you know, just some rough things. And um, ballet was magical. Mm. And it it, um, brought me out of the reality of my of my everyday life. And I became immediately addicted to it. Like the first class I took, I think her name was Janet. Janet Clough. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was with Janet. All right. I remember that class and I remember being at the bar and I just like, I, I don't even think I got to the center yet. I think was still in the bar and I was like, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Oh, wow. So it was, it was the kind of thing people dream of, of having, because a lot of people are, Winship, I wish that I knew what I loved so much the way that you do. And it just hit me. It was like a, I think it was like a a lifeboat Mm. for me. And so I pursued it um, from that day on. I pursued it. And that's how I ended up in Albertine's studio because Albertine was the teacher. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember walking to ballet uphill in the snow back, you know, <laughs> I remember walking there. I remember taking both classes, getting home at night exhausted. And um, yeah, so I, I began the journey with Albertine and was just determined to be, uh, like I said, 
the best dancer in the world. When I was 12, I really thought I could be the best dancer in the world. I thought that that was something that existed. And, um, and then I went into the ballet world and I didn't stay there very long. Um, I was just, I did burn out pretty quickly. I, um, I think I stopped when I was like 22. So I danced professionally. I went to North Carolina School of the Arts. So I got a really, really great training. And I was kind of their baby because I got there when I was 14. And so at the end, I was doing all the major roles and all of their productions. Mm -hmm. So they really formed me. And um, then I went and danced with Kansas City Ballet. I went to New York City Ballet every summer. I was just really into it. And... um, I ended up in Pacific Northwest Ballet as an apprentice and I was doing all the shows, but I just, I think it's because I fell in love and then I lived something else besides ballet. And so I just, okay. I don't know. I, I was done. I was just done. Done so with I ballet. Stopped. 22 years. 22 old. or 23. That's yeah. lengthy. That's a long and time. And I think I had an injury that probably didn't help, but I was just like, okay, I'm done. Now I want to go to college, and mm-hmm. and so I did. I went to university in Oregon, and then I started doing. Since I was so trained, contemporary choreographers would use me them and would use me in their pieces, and so from there I just started doing other forms of dance. And I remember making the decision that um, I didn't want to continue ballet because I could never stay where I was. I was obviously going to go down. Yes. And I was like, what's the point of continuing something that you're going to do less well than you used to be able to do? So I decided to go towards different forms. And I didn't realize I'd go all the way to African dance. I never would have thought that would be part of my journey. How did you get there? Well, um, so I went to university and um, then I went to live in France. So I was born in France by accident by two American parents but since I was born in France, in my head, I was always French. I thought it was French. Okay. And so it was just my destiny to go to France. And I went there and um, lived there for 25 years. And um, that's where I really started to open my palette of of dance styles. Um, I created a company called Itchy Feet because I always had itchy feet to move. And <laughs> <I like that. laughs> it was kind of like the Benetton. I don't know. That's another reference young people won't get. It's like I had people, I was just like, oh, oh, you're from this country. You want to be in my con- company? So I just took all of these dancers from different countries and cultures and put us all together. Itchy feet. It was totally itchy feet. Um, I didn't know how to choreograph at all, but um, we had this great spirit and um, it worked really well. The company did. And so we um, we would alternate who was doing the company warm-ups. And when it was the African dancers, it was always the best warm-ups. And I just spoke to me. So little by little, I, I had a hip-hop phase where I was doing break dancing. Okay. Um, and just little by little, I went towards African dance. I actually danced in a hip-hop company, which is hysterical when you think about my ballet background. But um I was American, and so they were like, oh, you're American. You can do hip-hop. <laughs> so they put me in their troupe. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up doing African because um, I tried different styles, and little by little I was going to something that was more grounded, like um, break dancing is very grounded. And, um, yeah, I just felt like the energy of it was my energy. And it was a 
enormous challenge because it's the opposite of my culture yeah, in every way. And so I love a good challenge, I guess. And so little by little, I just got more and more into it. And then I ended up just doing that. It's been about 12 years now. That's, that's all I've been doing. So let me get this straight. You were born in Paris. Yeah. You learned ballet in America. Yes. You went back to Paris. <laughs> and Not Paris, but Lyon. And learned African. Yes. <laughs> and joined a hip hop club. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and itchy feet. <laughs> what a journey. And I have and my I had my oldest daughter with a uh a guy, his name is Freddie. He's He's a Rasta named okay. Freddie. And so my aunts would always tease me, you went all the way to France to meet a Rasta named, named Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then bring us Maybe to today. Was... <laughs> I'm going to yes. bring us to today. You are choreographing and collaborating with Paul yes. for um, Anthology. And you mentioned um, Albertine. I'm going to, Paul, tell us about Albertine and Anthology. So Anthology, the the ballet is about those who came before us, those who built a world in which we can build upon and move on and, and do other things. And anybody who uh, knows anything about ballet in Nashville will always say, oh, yes, I took from Albertine or my mom took from Albertine. She has stories. So literally anybody. So I've lived okay. in Nashville for 30 something years and I know the stories. I never met her. I think she was here when I was here, but I never met her, but I just heard the legends of uh -huh. So being that um, the, the ballet anthology is about the spirits or the ghosts who came before us. I thought it was appropriate that we had a section that was about Albertine. And you just heard this wonderfully interesting uh, history of Winship's uh, of dance life. And she was an Albertine person. Yeah. And so I, I love that her dance life went into all of these amazing directions, but the seed is with this pretty eccentric person, Albertine, who everybody talks about. Yeah. Tell us about Albertine. Well, I mean, come see Anthology. Okay. <laughs> you want to know about Albertine? But, yes. I mean, I really speak about her in the piece. Um, so I was really young. And so I just sort of have pictures of her, snapshot pictures of her. But all I know is that um, she fed that hunger that I had to dance. Mm -hmm. And um, that was her life. Dance was her life. So she didn't, I mean, she was, she was quite old when I danced with her, but she was still in there. I don't remember any, um, Periods of her being sick or out or mm -hmm. no classes this week. Mm -hmm. It was every single day mm -hmm. she had class. And she taught all the classes herself. So, yes, yeah, she had a very strong personality. And um, I think that certainly someone in Nashville should do a piece just about Albertine because... There's so much. There's so many stories about right. her. Yeah, So much. She left yes. an amazing legacy of... She did. Of... Um, of love for dance, you know, even though she was again, pretty eccentric old school is what I call, Okay, you know, the, the ballet teacher that uh, it's, it's, it is a cliche, the ballet teacher of who was really tough and, and, you know, but I cane. think all of us at a certain age, know people like that, know people who were, who were like that, who you were 
kind of afraid of uh -huh. a little bit, but also really liked, loved because of their devotion to this mm -hmm. art form, this really almost monk-like or nun-like devotion to this uh, uh, really interesting art form. doesn't really work anymore, I don't think. <laughs> I that think kind it of thing. could. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think there's still people like that. Yeah. I think there are too, but yeah. they, their approach is a lot more humane. Yes, yes it, it has to be because you would lose right. students, put, I feel like. You don't mm -hmm. put up with that anymore, which yes. is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your your section in anthology, you're telling the story, Albertine's story or your story. I mean it's it's more my story, but it's the influence that Albertine had on my story. Okay. I wanna say. Tell That's us. the direction that Paul brought me in. Um, because he was really interested in the parallel between my life and the life of Nashville, also the life of Nashville Ballet, um, because Nashville used to be a very closed place. I grew up here, and I did flee it also for those reasons. And um, it's much more open today. Yeah, it's it's much it has many more cultures in it than it used to have. Uh, I love the parallel of Winship's life in with this idea of going from closed and strict in a way, mm -hmm. which ballet has a kind of strictness to this blossoming and this transformation, and that's kind of what I see in Nashville Ballet over the years. It it has transformed actually many times, and uh, it is always transforming. And that's the truth. That's the truth of a real. Uh, artist or, or arts organization is that we're constantly transforming, right? We're constantly changing. We're, we're breathing and changing. And, and your story, I think parallels, and I think it's a, it's a, a really interesting, and I'm not sure how Albertine would feel about your story and how about how this tribute to her would, I would be interested to know, but it is <laughs> truly, a, it is truly a tribute to her through Winship's story. Yeah. And I, I, I love, when we first met, you said, this is a direction I want Nashville Ballet to keep taking. Absolutely. I want it to keep opening up. And so I, I always kept that in mind. And I love that parallel. How did you prepare to tell this story? Well, we spoke a lot um, because I hadn't thought about Albertine. Mm -hmm. uh, she was kind of like past. Yeah. And so it was great. Um, Paul kind of opened a Pandora's box. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our ghosts. That's what the ballet is about. It's about yeah. our own personal ghost and the, the, the spirits behind us. Yeah. So, yeah, we really prepared by speaking a lot. And then I was asking my mom and I was asking. Okay. I had a, a whole afternoon with some of the ladies that knew Albertine really well. And so that was that was a, a great moment for me because I was kind of like, Oh, Albertine, I, I left her. And then they were, they were telling me all these amazing things that Albertine had done. And so it was really educational for me as well uh -huh. to, to re-meet her as a woman, as opposed to the child that I was. So, um, it really was, it really sprung from there and very much, uh, storytelling. I do love to work on storytelling. And, um, when I worked with the dancers, we just, we had um, the four rehearsals and we were telling a story. And that's what I focused on was that initially. And so that, that's how I put the piece together. And then we went back and we're working on the details now. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things about leaving ballet is I'd lost that detailed 
I, I, I've also lost that because I've moved towards something that's in a really different spirit. So Paul is here helping me to, to you know. And one of the things those. that I wanted to do with anthology, this kaleidoscopic or, or tap, tapestry kind of approach, is use different media, mm-hmm. uh, not only dance, obviously the music, which the music is all new for this, this work. Mm-hmm. But also voice, voices and words. Mm-hmm. And and particularly in this one, um, Winship early on sent me a remembrance of Albertine that she wrote and then recorded for me. And I was really just struck by the 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 resonant it resonated with me and I mm-hmm. thought it was a an interesting way. So we're we're basically taking the 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 memoir and weaving it into the music in a way. So that becomes the the music of the dance that uh, Winship is choreographing. I think I I love the I love mixing genres, mixing mm-hmm. media in this way, and um, particularly in this piece for this ballet, it is it's prominent. It feels very personal. Yeah. Well, we see hip hop, African <laughs> ballet. What are we going to see uh, in your section? Tell you what we're going to see. <laughs> Come to this show. About it. Winship's going to be in it. Winship so. is in it. February 10th, February 10th through the 12th. Please come to TFAC. Yes. Thank you so much, Winship. Oh, thank you. Any final thoughts? Um, I'm really enjoying this. And I, I feels like going back home. Because as I said, ballet was kind of a lifesaver for me. And so it was my first, it was my second home mm-hmm. after my familial home family home. So thank you so much, Paul, for this opportunity to come back into the ballet world. I love watching the dancers in class. It just brings back so many memories and I can admire the technique and the work that I just kind of took for granted when I was younger. Um, It's been really fun. It's been a fun adventure and and I feel really honored as well to be invited um, with who I am today. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) Thank you, Winship. Thank you for joining us for this latest installment of Nashville Ballet's podcast series, Inside the Ballet. To learn more about our performances, virtual season releases, community engagement initiative, and more, visit NashvilleBallet.com.